You're listening to the Deep Purple Podcast, a fan podcast about one of the most legendary bands of all time, Deep Purple. We take a look at the music, history, and people behind the band Deep Purple and beyond. Welcome to the Deep Purple Podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to one of the greatest bands in rock history, Deep Purple. Today's episode is episode number 140, the 2021 Christmas special. And coming to you from the snowy hills of Stowe, Vermont, I'm your host, Nathan Beaudry. And coming to you from the chilly suburbs of Providence, I'm your co-host... It's Christmas at Ground Zero, John Matola. Oh, fantastic. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say you're coming to us from the the, the, the suburbs of Providence? I mean the North Pole. So well, well are you well, you're coming here though, right? You've got you've got your 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 plane booked or or well not plane, you can you're just driving, right? You'll be here later today, right? Because you got my you got my invitation in the mail, right? For the uh for the, the, the deep dive podcast Christmas Bash twenty twenty one. Oh, really? You didn't get it? Oh, man. Are you serious? So you're going to be the only one that doesn't come to the to the cabin here in Vermont where we're, where we're, where we're look at all the room I got. I rented this place out. We got a, we got a great, uh, I got, I got tons of food. I've got, I've got shrimp, your favorite lobster. I've got, oh, I'm, that's great. I'm ordering that's pizzas great, from that yeah. pizza place in Maine. I was going to, oh man, oh yeah. All my favorites. I'm run I'm running there. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? It's probably for the best that you're, you're where you are because, um, so for those of you that don't listen to the show all the time, we have a, John and I don't use like the regular internet to do the show we have a satellite uplink so we got a really crisp good connection we don't rely on the the internet that all you plebes use so um you know we can't we can't this show is too important we can't risk uh having internet connectivity issues or anything like that so um and and it's a good thing too because up in here in the cabin uh, i've been finding that the internet has been very very spotty with this big snowstorm you can see behind me um Mm. Bad, bad storm. But, I, you know, I, I sent out invites. I'm sorry that you didn't get yours to all the uh, mm-hmm. various hosts and friends of the Deep Dive Podcast Network. So um, so p- through, periodically throughout the show, they'll probably be popping in to uh, uh, to join the party. So I'm just really bummed that you can't join us. Well, I mean, you know, I, mean, I guess what are you going to do, right? I mean. Well, I mean, I'll just have to join you from here unless, um, you know, Santa's sleigh comes to pick me up or something. Well, I'll put you up on the big 75-inch screen behind. Uh, you can't see it, but it's over over there. I'll put you up on there so you can you can feel like you're here. Have some. I'm drinking some. I've got. You can. If you were here, you could. You could smell the smell of mulled wine. I'm just having a little mulled wine to get in the in the Christmas spirit here. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's good. Um, just the right amount of cinnamon and, and cloves and and orange peel. Um, all right, so um, yeah, well, folks, if you're joining us, this is our annual Christmas episode. Um, not like our normal episodes, well, a little bit like our normal episodes, but you know, if if you want to help support the Deep Pipe Deep Dive Podcast Network, maybe um, maybe you could donate to the mail service and make sure John's getting those those uh, those nice invitation i made a wax seal and i pressed i pressed i had the deep purple podcast logo and i pressed it into there 
spot. Wow, you went all old-fashioned on my ass, huh? Yeah, you'll probably get the invite like next week or something. It'll just be perfect. Um, but hey, if you want to help support... That's a U.S. postal system for you. Yeah, I know, right? If, if you want to help support the show, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can buy merch at our Etsy store. Uh, you can become a patron on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. That's just $1 a month. You can help support your favorite podcast or one of maybe one of your favorite podcasts and uh, keep up and keep us in nice things. And um, you can also, uh, uh, you know, donate on PayPal if you'd like. Click the make this a monthly donation box um, if you if you would like. So uh, speaking of which, I'd like to thank some of our uh, patrons at the executive level. We've got the 10 pound tier with Dr. Jill Brees at the turn it up to $11 tier. We have Clay Wambacher, Frank Tealgard Mortensen, Alan Ain't Too Proud to Beg, and Mickel Steen. And at the $10 Someone team came tier, we have Ryan M., Jeff Bryce, Gerald Kelly, Victor Campos, and at the $9.99 executive assistant tier, we have Richard Fusey for this month. Um, so we got something a little bit new from our patrons. Uh, you know, keeping with the, pat- the, the, the spirit, I, I was um, contacted by the children of one of our patrons. And this is very nice, and and um, so they 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 sent me, and this is this is unusual, this is unprecedented, folks, uh, but they sent me a message that they would like to read to their father. So here it goes. Our dad's been a lifelong Deep Purple fan, hitchhiking across the country in his teens uh, to taking his children to see them years later. What he doesn't know about them is probably not worth knowing. He's even passed on his love of Deep Purple to his kids, watching Maddie desperately try to master Burn on Guitar Hero. We know how much you enjoy this podcast, so here's a year on us. Merry Christmas from your children, Gareth, Matthew, and Sarah. These are the wonderful children of none other than Kev Roberts, who have pitched in to buy their dad a year's patronage of the Deep Purple podcast. Isn't that great? Wow. Great kids right there. I just hope my kids would would grow up to be um, amazing children like that someday. We'll see. (laughs) It's not looking good. (laughs) But thank you to to, to, to Maddie, uh, Gareth, and Sarah, and of course to Kev for his uh, since day one contributions to the podcast and comments and all the great stuff we love kev he's a great guy um and you know the first thing i thought when i thought of when i when they contacted me i was like this is this would be a really cool thing we could send it out there and get it to people and they could get stuff for their you know as a gift you could get it and then i realized well they would never hear the message because they're not the ones listening to the show they don't we'd have to tell their parents hey tell your kids to to do this so um very cool i asked if they if they wouldn't mind me reading it on the show and they said of course not so hopefully this is the way that kev is finding out hopefully he's not too busy during the christmas season to uh, to not catch up on the show right away uh but thank you kev for your your unending support that's a really nice thing your kids did for you You got some great kids there um it sounds really cool um so that's really awesome um as far as show updates, as we've been saying, our, our, our um, the Golden Boys will be uh, meeting up in in sunny California, uh, sunny sunny Florida, for the upcoming hey. Deep Purple shows, uh, February tenth, John's birthday in Hollywood, John's Hollywood Hello. John, we're gonna call him. Um, we're we're gonna be seeing them <laughs> at the Hard Matola. Rock. <laughs> Hollywood Matola, I like that. Um, at the Hard Rock Live Arena. Uh, tickets are still available as of the recording of this, so check it out. Um, and then at my dad's birthday, two days later, St. Petersburg, Florida, the Mahaffey Theater, tickets also still available. So check those shows out if you want to join us. We'll hopefully be doing meetups along the way. 
looking very forward to that. We're doing some last minute, well, I don't say last minute, but some, some planning with, Rich would probably say last minute, but we're doing some planning with, with Rich about where we're going to be staying and all that. Um, yeah, we were talking about it yesterday, and Rich and I actually hung out um, the other night, and we were, you know, kind of, among other things, like uh, kind of talking about and, you know, um, hammering out details, at least for our travel plans, since we live so close together. So he he got he got his tickets. So we, like we decided like this would be the best times to leave and come back, you know, for us and the location. So now I have like a you know, something tangible to hold on to, you know. It's it's hard when you got three people in different places and like, you know, not all in the same room, like being like, All right, let's nail yeah. down this plan. Yep. So but uh, yeah, it's it's coming together. Oh yeah, we just gotta get no, a place to no, stay, and we'll be good. Yep. Now we just gotta find a party house, and we're all good. Exactly. Well, I got a great one here at Stowe, but it might be a little bit of a commute to the Hard Rock Live mm. Arena, two day drive. Well, that's not the uh, vibe that I'm hoping to, to get in uh, February. I'm I'm talking about uh, a pool and uh, lots of alcohol. A record uh, cold snap here in Miami this year. Wait, wait for that news announcement. Um, also, uh, in just in time for the holidays, I got a gift here from Merry England, a gift international mail. So I'm going to open this on the show. Um, and uh, this is from none other than Jerry Bloom, world-renowned deep purple author. And look at this. Oh. This wonderful gentleman sent, uh, sent us issue number 35 of... More Black Than Purple, his, uh, wow, it's like mint condition too, um, his Deep Purple magazine, and uh, this nice. is from winter of 2008, and it was the only one aside from uh, from issue number one that I'm missing in my collection. Um, wow. It was good enough to, he he saw me talking about it on social media, he's like, hey, I'll, I'll drop you one in the, in the mail, and I was like, wow, that's really nice of you, and... Um, was kind enough to just send that right over to me. No, no, no questions asked. I offered, offered to pay. He said, no, it's on me. So look at that. Really cool. So only yeah. issue number one is the only one I'm looking for now. Um, hopefully, uh, hey, maybe that'll be under my, my, uh, under the tree on Christmas morning. Probably not. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Um, amazing to, uh, be able to chat with him every so often and, and have so many of his wonderful books and, uh, really cool, really cool guy. Um, okay, so uh, if you like to, uh, well, you'll be meeting them in a, in a little bit because they should be here any minute now. Let me just go check. I'm just going to go check outside and see. Um, this storm looks a little bit, um, uh, looks like it's picking up a little bit. Let me just go check real quick. I hope, uh, oof, I hope people are able to get here through this through this blizzard. This is crazy, unbelievable. <laughs> um, and I'm just, I'm, so you you didn't get you, oh, you still didn't get that invite. That's crazy. Oh well, it wasn't meant to be. I guess we'll be seeing each other nope. in Florida. That'll be the. Nope, still didn't get it. Well, check check your mail through, throughout the episode. Not that it'll make any difference, but you're not too far yeah, away. Yeah, I think that's the problem too. Is is like I don't check my mailbox for like weeks at a time. Oh, so maybe, maybe you did get it. <laughs> <laughs> Go check it, and, and when we're, we're, on, we're on a break, and see if you've got it, and then I'll, then I'll, then I'll know who to be mad at. Um, mm. Okay, so th- uh, thanks to the Deep Dive Podcast Network. Like I said, deepdivepodcastnetwork.com. A lot of like-minded podcasts you can uh, you can check out. Um, so yeah, um, we got that bad storm. Unfortunately, not not looking too good. But um, like I said, you know what? I'll I'll have my internet kind of open. Um, 
I'm like stuff's kind of trickling in. It's like intermittent internet. Whoa, whoa, oh, oh, I just got a message from uh, from Scott Haskin here. Huh. Let me um, let me try playing this and see uh, see if he's maybe maybe he's just on his way and he got stuck. Let me uh, just drag this over here. Okay. Yeah, it's just uh, I wasn't expecting this, so let me just do a few little last minute moves. Here we go. Hey guys, Merry Christmas. Scott Haskin here from Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast, as well as the Haskin Cast Podcast. You guys have been on both of those shows. Anyway, just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. So sorry that I could not be there in person, but I do have this festive, almost Christmas-type looking Uriah Heap Demons and Wizards t-shirt that kind of <laughs> looks Christmassy, but it really isn't. Anyway, I hope my gift arrived okay. I hope you guys are safe and warm. I'm wishing you guys an amazing Christmas. It's been a couple incredible years for the Deep purple podcast keep going guys that's what we're here to do cheers huh how about that he said something about a gift well i do have all these these uh ups boxes here let me um oh here's one. Oh, yeah it's from it's from scott haskin look at this let me let me just open this up <laughs> uh oh oh john he knows you too well. This you're gonna love this gift. Uh, let, let me um, it's a it's in a, it's a it's a video. Let me just um, let me just pl play it for you right here. Here we go. Ah, oh, little Blackmore's Night Christmas. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Scott knows us too well. Oh uh, yeah, and um, <laughs> what is it like this? Like Richie's living room or? It is. I forget. <laughs> We saw this concert before, didn't we? Or I think we might have seen another part of it on one of our Christmas episodes in the past. It is funny. It's like you think it's like a joke. Is that li Richie's living room? I was like, no, that really is Richie's living room. <laughs> it's funny because he's got this like castle, like brick, like huge fireplace and like all these halls. But then he's got like a kind of a modern, like 90s style, like wraparound modular couch. See? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like a, a pleather couch, and he's got like the sliding like patio doors in the background. Well, I mean, you know, he's got to be practical. Well, of course, yeah. I feel like Dio's house was very, uh, very medieval looking. Um, yeah, I feel like that wasn't like made up. No, no. Like sometimes you'll have like, you know, especially in the 80s, you would have those guys who would do like the, the home videos and they would like, you know, be like interviews at like their house and it would be like, yeah. you know, not really a house. But I feel like, you know, Dio's looked like a friggin dungeon or whatever. And it was probably <laughs> actually his house. Well, it's uh, one of the houses we looked at when we moved here was a Tudor. It was really big and it, but it was a kind of a little bit off the beaten path. And it had like one of those like a dungeon double double tall ceilings and it had like one of the uh, like a fire not quite the size of this one but like a giant fireplace that went up two stories and was like oh wow twice the width of a normal fireplace richie's here is like four times the width of a normal fireplace Jeez, i think they just cut to richie's study where he's got some medieval tapestries hanging up some nice swords Oh, maybe these are pictures of the house before the party. I wonder what you got to do to get a ticket to be invited to the Blackmore annual Christmas jamboree here. You certainly have to dress in period appropriate gear. 
Yeah, I see somebody with like a somebody with like a big big hat back there. Yep. Like I'm like I don't know. I just feel like it's a medieval hat. I, you probably have to be like their personal their personal friend. Maybe they're like the neighbors. <laughs> the neighbors coming. <laughs> Guys, we're imagine like a- me and like Richie's neighbor and like you know like hating this type of music. Like, turn it down. The guy comes in wearing like a New York Giants jersey or something. Hey, what's up? It's like, <laughs> he sees Richie when he's like mowing the lawn and they chat. He has no idea like what Richie's background is. <laughs> New York Giants jersey. <laughs> he's like. Richie, how's that lawn coming? It'd be great if he <laughs> called him like something like like he called him Rich or something. Hey, Rich. <laughs> hey, Rich, how you doing? And just kind of like was hey, like, Rich, oh. that lawn's looking really good. <laughs> I like our friend, our friend uh, Paul. When Lynn's da- dad would always call him Jimmy, because <laughs> his name his name was James Peter, but everyone called him Peter. But Lynn's dad was like, Hey, what's up, Jim? And we would all be looking around like, Who's he talking to? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if if he came over. Hey, Rich, can I borrow those garden shears again? <laughs> you call him like like Rick, Rick, <laughs> or just Richard, straight up Richard. Yeah, you know my buddy Rick Blackmore next door. <laughs> Rick Blackmore, <laughs> <laughs> Dick. Oh, well, you know what, Scott? Thank you so much for that gift. That was really, really nice of you, uh, too. Uh, it really gets me in the in the Christmas spirit. I don't think it's Christmas without hearing some Blackmore's Night uh, a Christmas fair. And I know I know John's not maybe maybe not the biggest Blackmore's Night guy in, in, in the world, but... That was pleasant. Yeah, they do a nice job that, of those That got Christmas. me in the mood. That yeah, got me in the holiday spirit. Not yeah, exactly. going to lie. What are you going to be drinking for uh, for the holidays this year? What do you, what's your preferred? You like you like eggnog? You like boozed up eggnog? You like uh, some uh, brandy wine, mulled wine? I'm having some mulled yeah, booze. <sighs> booze. I'm having some mulled wine right now. Uh, <laughs> like, if, yeah. I, I mean, um, hopefully the other guys show. I mean, no, Scott can't make it obviously, but if the other guys show up, then hopefully I'll get a little bit of help with this mulled wine because otherwise I'm going to be blottoed by the end of this show. <laughs> Blotto. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I have a specific holiday drink. Um, I mean, I always, I always enjoy a, I always enjoy a nice wine. There is a, there is a wine and, um, I call it the, um, I call it the Christmas wine Mm -hmm. because it has like, um, um, it's like, um, uh, a red, uh, Mm -hmm. that, um, has this strong flavor of like, um, I haven't had it in a while, but I want to say it's like a it's like a nutmeg or a clove kind of like a, you know note to it. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I was at a wine tasting once, and I was with my cousin, and we we immediately called it the Christmas wine because yep. we were just like tasting. It was like wow, this tastes like Christmas. And then we tried to figure out why, and um, you know that's why. So that's that's probably one of my favorite things to drink, as well as like uh, no, it's a little cliche over here, but like eggnog with little. Little rum in it, mm. little sprinkling of uh, you know spices, um, whatever's available. Cider is good too, hot cider. Although you know my my family aren't uh, you know big uh, big drinkers, so I'm usually the one that has to suggest or or, create ca- these or carry options. the weight for everybody else. <laughs> you have to drink extra. Yeah, usually <laughs> they're just like, hey, where's John? I'm like on the couch, like. <sighs> I like the eggnog with the. I do the fresh grated nutmeg on it, and then mm. uh, I usually use brandy in my eggnog. It's really good. Um, yeah, there was a several several years ago when I was not uh, consuming uh, animal products. I remember I got like a the <laughs> egg, almond nog. eggless nog, eggless nog. 
<laughs> There's a it's really like good one. Things, yeah, uh, I, think it's, I think it's like so delicious. Makes like a coconut milk eggnog. Yeah. It's really good. Like honestly, if if you gave that to me and didn't tell me, I'd probably just think, oh, it's pretty good eggnog. Yeah, I would have to say, like, yeah, some of those, like, uh, because, like, coconut milk and almond milk are naturally, like, you know, creamy, like, almost have that, you know, texture to it, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, they're they're actually not that bad. You just have to kind of like those flavors, too, like, not mind that hint of coconut or whatever, but um, I, I think those are pretty good. But if you're just, like, soy nog, it's like, eh, like, soy anything <sighs> is kind of... Yeah, I, I soy is not. I, I like almond milk. Oat milk is really good. Coconut milk, but soy and rice. Ugh, rice is the worst. It looks like they just mm. put like it looks like they put like a teaspoon of milk into like a cup of water. It's just like super watery and just like cloudy and just blah. Not yeah, not a no fan. Bueno. I have tried it though. I've tried them all. Mm. Um. All right. So. Uh, oh wait. What's what's this? What do we got here? Oh, another um, another message coming through here. What is this from? Oh. Oh, okay. This one's from uh, this one's from Rye. Oh my goodness! All right, let's see what let's see what Rye has to say. Hey, Nate and John. Doesn't look like I'm gonna make it, guys. I'm stuck here on uh, the Coquihalla in British Columbia. Uh, I think I'm close to the cabin. You said a cabin in the northern hemisphere, so that doesn't really. Help. I should have been more specific. But either way, I did go down to Los Angeles first. I picked up my plus one there. And uh, I guess since I'm not going to make it, surprise is kind of ruined, but it's Glenn. Glenn Hughes was going to come. And uh, he's been picking the songs the whole time. He's been playing this on repeat. I mean, I guess he's gone now, so I can do something. (laughs) I need something to give me a little warmer. Oh, yeah. That works. Oh, I can feel that. Anyway, I'm sorry guys, but I guess you'll just have to uh, wait till next year to see me. You know, we can only do this once a year. Uh, I did send a present though, so I hope that makes it to you guys. And uh, happy holidays, I guess. I should probably check on Glenn. I mean, he had like nine scarves on when he left, so he should be fine, but maybe I'll go check on him. All right, keep it warm, rats. <laughs> oh my goodness! Another one that can't make it. What a bummer. Uh, let me see. I let me see. His gift must be in the pile of boxes over here. Let me mm. see. Ah, uh, ah! Here we go. Ah, this. Oh, yeah. Two Deep Purple podcasts from Rye. All right, let's open this up. Oh, John. Oh, John. Oh, you're gonna like this one. Here we go. This this one comes to us from uh, from Riot Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Uh, check this one out. Oh, so, <laughs> a little soulful Christmas by Glenn Hughes. Of course, oh, that album cover. I can't stand it. Our fa- one of our favorite album covers of all time. This one is uh, Oh Holy Night. One of my favorite Christmas songs, honestly. I love the my. We we always talk about this. We probably reference this album cover in this picture. I don't know every second or third episode. Yeah, 
And my favorite, th- I don't know if we've covered this before. Well, obviously it's funny. You can see like the Stormbringer gold record in the background um, or at least framed CD or something. But yeah. the, I, I like how they didn't, we talk about the, how funny the picture is, but they didn't even like take a Christmas picture. Like he's not even like by a fireplace. He's standing like in his front room with like a very 90s couch behind him. And some friggin' vase of sunflowers. A vase of sunflowers. <laughs> but it's it's just I mean, funny that they wouldn't uh, like, hey, Glenn, put on a sweater or or let's have like a like a, a snowy background bef- behind you. Yeah, you know, like, what if he was just standing like that, and like I don't know, they just had him like you know standing in front of a Christmas tree or some yes, fireplace. Any, anything at least. that evokes any feeling of sunflowers are probably not the most Christmassy thing I can imagine. Even if they replaced that with a poinsettia, but it's clearly this was recorded in like June <laughs> in California, <laughs> and they put <laughs> he had some fresh sunflowers from the garden. He put in a vase. Well, I mean, plus the fact too that I mean, you know, he's 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 dressed like an attorney. Like, he, he looks like the least Glenn Hughes that I've ever seen him. He looks uh, like uh, he's in, like, one of those. This album came out in 2000, so it was probably recorded in, like, early 2000. So, like, a two-baggy suit, which would have been the style. Oh, he's kind of wearing some Christmassy bo- or wintry boots now that I noticed. Or wait, maybe those are mm. just, maybe it's just the suit flaring up, but it looks like he's got, like, big fuzzy, like, boots on, which would be weird with that mm. outfit. And also yeah, but I mean- unnecessary in California. <laughs> Um, I've just uh, like I mean I don't I admittedly have not like listened to this this album or this you know whole album I've heard tracks off of it but I it's never really been in my rotation you know uh, just because you know that I love Glenn Hughes but I mean it's like him singing these songs is just like I don't know the whole I don't know the whole smooth jazz vibe and everything with it and then uh, it just doesn't do it for me plus him singing the songs is just kind of like I don't know if it fits for him. Well, it is. I mean, you have it, it's extraordinarily it's pure smooth jazz. Yeah, well, which is which is fine. It's just I don't know if I like that for him and a Christmas album. Yeah, it's it's probably not my go to Christmas uh, genre, but it's, right. uh, I'm, you know, I mean, I, I think that I've made it pretty clear like that. I, you know, uh, like the smooth jazz Christmas or poppy Christmas is not really my favorite right. type of style. You know, it's more like the old fashioned stuff, you know, like the, um, you know, the, the um, um, like the uh, Andy Williams Christmas album, the Ray Conniff singers Christmas album, like uh, the Rat Pack stuff, like the really old, you know, yeah. Elvis Christmas songs, like, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Sinatra. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, Sinatra, like uh, Dean. Yeah, yeah. Dean Martin, like, uh, you know, all those, um, you know, just the really like, you know, um, you know, um, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, because that's what, you know, my parents played when I was growing up. So mm-hmm. to me, that's a little more like puts me in the Christmas spirit. Not there's anything wrong with this, you know, but um, definitely not my uh, definitely not my style. Although if somebody was playing it in the background at a Christmas party, I'd be like, oh, this is this is nice. I find that like in a in a mix, like if you had it in a shuffle, it's kind of cool. It spices things up a little bit. Like some some of the sure. albums are just too much to uh, to listen to uh, the entire album of. And even like the influx of like rock Christmas albums that have happened, uh, you know, in the past like 
however many years, you know, you have like the, the Twisted Sister Christmas album and like, mm-hmm. you know, a very metal Christmas, you know, you have like compilations where like, you know, rock and heavy guys will do like rocked up versions. So like, it would be easy to, you know, say like, oh, I'd, rather, I'd like to hear Glenn Hughes do like a current Dead Daisies sounding <laughs> Christmas song, but I've not... Yeah, but I mean, you know, like in, in that style, but I don't know if I'd really want that either because that kind of stuff really doesn't appeal to me either. Although like the, the, uh, the I've always liked the Gary Hoey Christmas albums. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, recently, maybe in one of our last episodes. And I was like, I gotta yeah. check that out, but I, ha- I haven't I haven't listened to it yet. So I guess speaking of, so what are, what are some of your favorite uh, Christmas albums? I think I know your favorite one because I think you brought that up recently, but what are some of your favorite um, Christmas albums? Yeah, so um, I mean, the, 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 uh, the, the, top ones of um of all time is probably like the one that i um um uh that i grew up with was um the um the we wish you a merry christmas um uh the ray conniff singers mm-hmm. which yep. is a very short album um but my um my parents would uh would play it like constantly when i was a kid and i think that came out in like the like the early 60s too which was you know kind of unusual that they would really like gravitate toward that you know in the in the 80s you know being playing instead of something more contemporary but you know my you know my dad is a my mom has always been into that stuff um but you know that and like you know the andy williams christmas album i know he had a couple but i think it might have been his first that one was out of the 60s as well yep um um even though it's not like a favorite, like uh, they they also have the John Denver Christmas album. It's the picture of him with the Muppets on the front of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was another Vince one Garaldi. they played too. No, well, Vince Guaraldi is actually one of my favorites, but that came later. Like it was yeah. not like a, a mainstay when I was a kid, but I kind of like, you know, I obviously grew up with the, you know, Charlie Brown Christmas and. Um, you know, like the music, but then when I found out like years later there was a soundtrack, mm-hmm. like the soundtrack later became one of like probably one of my top favorites. Like with, with those couple of albums, that one, but you know, that's um you know, probably those those three, the you know, the the Conniff, the Andy Williams and then the uh Vince Guaraldi trio are probably the three that if I you know, I put them on a, a shuffle, those are the ones that really, you know, get me in the Christmas spirit and, you know, make me feel you know, like home. It's funny that you mentioned you? that because I, 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 yeah, I don't think I got the soundtrack until I was maybe in my teens, but it was something that always made me think of Christmas because we'd always watch the Peanuts Christmas special. Like we'd have, yeah. you know, the TV guide, we'd mark which day it was on. Oh, it's going to be on this night or whatever. And I don't yeah. remember what nights it was on or how close it was to Christmas then. But I, I, I only seem to remember watching it once like a year. So it was like this big event when it was going to come on TV and we didn't have it. Yeah. I mean, funny thinking of it now, like why didn't we just record it off the TV? <laughs> but some yeah. things you just didn't do that with then. Um, Right. We never recorded off the TV, but then, yeah, when I got the album when I was maybe like, I don't know, 17, 18 or something, maybe I was a full mm-hmm. adult, who knows, then I, uh, yeah, I would play that all the time, and it's just, it's such a great album. But I also like the uh, the Duke Ellington Nutca- Nutcracker Suite. Have you ever heard that? Um, it, it's fantastic. I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, that, that stuff is, um, you know, obviously that stuff is really great, too. It's, um, I enjoy that. Yeah, it's really, I mean, so many good ones, but, and then I think I've talked about it in previous years, but the McGarrickal Hour Christmas special with uh, Rufus Wainwright and his mother and his aunt and his sister and 
all all bunch of people. We had seen a concert with them all performing at Carnegie Hall, and like so, we went and got the album like the next day, and it's just a really really good one. It's got some interesting Christmas songs that you don't necessarily hear all the time. Did you have um, any from like when you were growing up that you? I don't remember us really playing Christmas albums ever. Like we yeah. would go when we went to my cousin's house. Like she would play uh, Christmas music on the stereo and stuff. I don't remember us really listening to Christmas albums. I don't remember my parents really having any. So I don't know. Maybe, but it was just huh. kind of the sounds of of what we'd hear on the radio, or you know, to me it was like on the radio, waiting for the uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks to come on, <laughs> and then the uh, which I still the uh, the was the uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. 12 Days of Christmas. Remember that mm-hmm. one? Yep. <laughs> and then the uh, the Cheech and Chong Christmas. So every year when that would come on, like my dad would like, shit, he turn up the radio when we were driving and we'd listen to the Cheech and Chong and just have a laugh. And now I got my kids. I have like a, a playlist now that's like uh, for the kids that we just sit around the fire and listen to. It's like uh, Cheech and Chong, uh, 12 Days of Christmas, Bob and Doug and Kenzie, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, all those like ridiculous uh kind of funny songs and they have a blast listening to them and think they're funny they love the uh, Cheech and Chong one <laughs> you know, I don't think they're, I don't yeah. think they get half of it and I probably didn't as a kid either don't understand half the jokes but it's just really funny yeah well it's because it probably sounds you know funny but there because was um, the magic there was, dust <laughs> there, so there was one that my um, that one of my uncles really liked um, he thought it was really funny um, which was um uh, Yingle Bells by Yorgi Jorgensen. Oh, I don't think I've heard that one. And uh, I mean, it was just like it was just this guy, and he would say, you know, it, it's kind of funny in the way that like the, the the end of the Christmas story, where all the 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 waiters are like mispronouncing when they're singing oh, like yeah, the yeah. the Christmas songs and everything. He goes, Yingle Bells, Yingle Bells, <laughs> Yingling all the way. <laughs> and like for some, like one of my one of my uncles, my dad's brothers would like think it's hysterical, and they just used to like crack up over. It. And he's like, Johnny, you want to listen to Yingle Bells? <laughs> so that was that was an amusing one. Check it out. Check it out. Yingle Bells. I'm gonna have to look up Yingle Bells. Um, oh, hey. Got something else coming in here off the uh, off the uh, my my spotty internet connection. Another email just kind of popped through. So, uh, who is this from? Um, oh, this is uh this is George. Uh, yeah, this is George of the Metal Gods podcast. Let's uh let's see what George has to say here. What up, Deep Purple Podcast listeners? You've got George of the Metal Gods podcast wishing you a happy holiday on behalf of me the Metal Gods Podcast, and the Deep Dive Podcast Network. And Nate, let me tell you, I am stoked for this party that's happening tomorrow. My present is in the mail, so it should be there by the time we arrive. Wait, what? It's today? Dude, you're not serious. I already started drinking. Hey, Tom, are you good to drive, bro? Tom? Tom, where'd you go? Oh, man. Where's Tom? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got another message. Oh, another one just popped in. This is from Tom. Let's see what Tom's doing. Hey, Nate, what's going on? This is Tom from Metal Gods. I'm so sorry that I can't make it to your Christmas party this year. I got kidnapped by a bunch of Iron Maiden fans, and they're all calling me a poser. Hey, where's the poser? Nate, no. Get off your phone. What are you doing? Get off Oh, man. Oh, God, I hope Tom's okay. And it so, yeah, seems like George too. might be too uh, too half in the bag to help him. Yeah, those uh, those fanatical fans are um, 
They don't play around. No, they don't. Believe me, we know. Um, oh, wait. Okay, well, let me see if I can find their gift here. Ah. Okay. Oh, here we go. Yep, from Tom and George. Okay, let me see. Open this bad boy up. Oh, how did they know? It's just our size. These guys are unbelievable. What a what a group of podcasters we have here. Let's uh, let's um, let's check out their uh, their gift. This is a good one here. Uh, let's see if I can uh, check it out here. Oh my God! So this is uh, I pr- pr- you have to forgive me. I don't know if I can pronounce it. Rascasta Jula Julua, the first Noel featuring Jolyn Turner, live at the Hartwall Arena. Oh, there's JLT. The true heavy metal treatment of uh, the first Noel. Of course, it's Helsinki. It wouldn't be, you know, (laughs) nobody in America would like anything this This is just a regular uh, (laughs) night in Helsinki. I like him looking down on the, the lyric sheet on the floor. <laughs> hey, oh, maybe, you know, oh, I maybe mean, he wasn't. He was stepping away now. What a showman. You gotta love it. There's more pinch harmonics in the song than I'm used to hearing. Yeah, when I hear the first Noel, I don't think of pinch harmonics. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) The keyboardist is going nuts. Uh, I love a headbanging keyboard player. He's tilted the keyboard like way up, so it's like the keys are facing the audience. It looks hard to play like that. Between that and the headbanging. I mean, he's got to be doing it for the showman show. Oh, yeah. I like when they do a Christmas song that's so far from the original that you could almost just write new lyrics and no one would even realize it was a, the same song. This is quite an elaborate production. What a light show. I'm gonna have to look up these these guys if they're what are they uh so they're a Finnish band. Rascasta you know, it makes me think Jula. of a little bit just because of the um you know the the production and the you know being Christmas songs is um a couple of years ago for the first time I saw the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh yeah. Which I know a lot of people like, you know, they love going seeing every year and they talk about and everything. But one of my friends, I, I think it was like Christmas 2019. So it was, you know, right before, you know, everything went to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, hey, I got tickets for this. You want to go? And, you know, it was in uh, Worcester. And um, of course. <laughs> yeah. And it was uh, it was like kind of a last minute deal. And we uh, we snuck into some uh, really good seats and uh, it was a pretty good show. Yeah, throwing in all sorts of stuff. This is making this into a medley here. It's 
So yeah, this this kind of thing is cool every yeah, so often. It's kind of like a tri- Trans-Siberian Orchestra kind of feel. There's a lot of people in this band, man. Uh, most of them are in vocals, I guess. <laughs> now it sounds like an Oz. It just sounds like Zach Wild era Ozzy. Yeah, no, it sounds like no more tears. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty packed arena that he's in. I don't know if you call it. Well, it's a, like a concert hall. Helsinki knows how to rock. Oh, yeah. I wonder if the, I wonder if they knew JLT was going to be performing that night, or if it was just kind of a surprise for the audience. Very fitting of the metal gods to send us this. ask Jonathan Hedlund if he knows anybody anything about this because I learned recently he is he is Finnish he is Swedish by nationality but Finnish by by heritage hmm although he can't speak Finnish he told me so oh that must be thank you and it's Finnish Kito I'm gonna assume Wow, well, thank you guys of the Metal Gods podcast that was a, that was a, a treat always a treat to have JLT on the show doesn't happen every day we uh, we really appreciate it. Heck yeah, that's awesome. So um, so what about Christmas movies, John? What's your what's what would be your like, your movie of choice? Like if you go to got to sig- signal in the the holiday season. Oh boy, well <clears throat> there's there's definitely a couple. I always have like a top few mm-hmm. or a top three. So I would say um, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation mm-hmm. always a favorite. Um, Elf. Yep. Uh, definitely another favorite. Um, and um, Home Alone. Yeah. Um, Solid picks. Actually, I would say, like, you know, Home Alone is probably... the t- It, it kind of rotates, you know? Um, I mean, I I love A Christmas Story, but the whole 24 hours of Christmas Story on TBS <laughs> that they play <laughs> yeah. all the time has kind of ruined it for me. Um, yeah, it's been played to death. Um, yeah, and there's... Um, but there's actually one, and I probably... I, I don't know if I mentioned it on past Christmas specials, but... Um, you know, only on Christmas Eve, um, you know, my dad and I watch, um, there's a 1930s version of A Christmas Carol, um, which is barely about an hour long, um, but it's just, um, it's probably one of my favorite movies of all time, you know, it's like yeah. I won't, you know, I won't watch it without him, um, you know, we it's like a Christmas Eve tradition, you know, it's, a, you know, just old, old, black and white, like, uh, just really... Um, you know, some people have It's a Wonderful Life or Miracle on 34th Street, and this is kind of like, you know, um, uh, obscure version of uh, A Christmas Carol, which is just really, you know, means a lot to me. Um, but it's really, really cool. So, um, and then, um, 
you know, last but not least, Garfield's Christmas special. Yep, that's that is a classic. Great soundtrack too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my son Lorenzo starts music. usually asking for in like July. Can we watch Garfield <laughs> Christmas special? In July. Give, let's give it a little more. Let's at least try to make it till November. Um, now, now, what about yours? Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't disagree with any of the selections. In fact, Jen last night was suggesting we, she was like, are they too young for National Lampoon? I'm like, eh, probably. <laughs> There's a few. Um, yeah. I don't know. But I think they, I think you could get away with it um, at, at their There's age. A, There's a few F-bombs. There's a few... Uh, uh, you know, there's a few like weird sexual things, and but eh, maybe we'll see. Um, maybe we'll watch it this year, if not next. Year. Well, it's funny because it's like we're like we're always like, are the boys old enough to do it? And then my daughter just kind of gets in on a, you know, what on a pass. So it's like, yeah, well, I think I think the boys are old enough for it. They might be just old enough for it, and then she's three years younger and gets to see it. <laughs> so it's usually how it goes with the younger kids. Um, yeah, but yes. Um, okay, so um, oh wait. We got here. Oh, another message has popped. Man, this internet here is terrible. How did Deep Purple um, record Perfect Strangers here when it when the internet is so shoddy up here? I just don't understand. Uh, let's see what uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, this is just coming in. Uh, I don't think there was no internet when they were recording Perfect Strangers. So you don't think so? I don't know. I think so. I think they relied on it heavily. Um, all right, let's see. Another message coming through. Let's see if we can play this one. Hey, Deep Purple Podcast, Nate and John. It's great to talk to you, but I have some bad news. Oh, no. I'm pretty downtrodden. I know you guys went to a lot of trouble to arrange this cabin where the entire Deep Dive Podcast Network could gather and enjoy the holidays. I I couldn't have been more excited about it. I said goodbye to the family, my wife, my kids, told them good luck. Hope you enjoy Christmas, but I gotta go. The simple man was gonna abandon his family. (laughs) And on my way up there, I got to the airport. When I arrived, there were 20 kiosks. Only six of them were operating because all the rest had run out of paper. Where you have to, you know, where you have to get your your tag. That's terrible bad luck. Your suitcase. And then... You have to stand in line after you get the tag, and there's only one dude who is accepting the suitcase. It's a long story. Look, I don't want to bore you with that, but the point is I missed my flight, and so I won't be able to join you guys, and I'm I'm probably not as sad as you are about that, <laughs> but I am sad about it. And uh, so now I'm stuck in this lousy hotel. Uh, look, this is what a hotel looks like. Looks like a pretty nice hotel. For proof. No window, though? I'm not gonna make it, guys, and that makes me sad. And there's a lot on my mind right now. Uh, I will tell you, this is a scoop for you guys. Maybe it helps a bit. The Skinner Reconsidered podcast, that's the one that I do, is it's gonna be back soon. I'm working on it. You heard it here, folks. It'll be back soon. Nobody knows. Uh, no one cares about that right now because it's Christmas and we're we're not together. I'm not with you and you're not with me, and that feels wrong. But I did send a gift up to you, Ooh. Uh, which may arrive, you know, I don't know, tomorrow or the next day. It should be there soon. 
I'm not going to say what it is. I won't give it away. But imagine a garment, one that you put on your feet. I'll add that I took advice from Ronnie Van Zant on this gift, like I always do. <laughs> uh, it's something you put on. It's a boot you put on your feet. Okay, it's a walking boot. Oh. Walking boot. Uh, like Ronnie advises... But only to be used for the right reasons. Do not walk out on Jen. She is a treasure. That would be foolish, Nate. Not going to do it. But, you know, it's for walking away from real problems. So I think I've made your life better with the walking boot. Open that up and uh, thank me later. I think you kind of gave it away. Man, I wish I was there with you guys, and I'm not. Nate John, Deep Purple Podcast. You're doing it. You you started doing it, and then you kept doing it. And I love it. <laughs> Hit me up later, dudes. I'm trying to go out like, like cool. <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys later. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. The Simple Man always delivers. Well, well, I guess I know what's in this box from The Simple Man. Let's see. Yep, it is indeed a boot. That's weird. It doesn't really keep with. Uh, it's a nice boot. I mean, it doesn't really keep with what we're what we've been what we've been getting. Oh wait, it's reaching in. There's something in the toe of this boot. Is it money? Oh, no. It's, well, it's not money. Actually, I, get, I, is it, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But we do have a, a there's a little Christmas gift in here for us to play. So let's uh, let's give this one a let's give this one a whirl. Let's see. Uh, oh yeah, this looks like an interesting one. Here we go. Oh, so it's a it's a Christmas it's a Christmas song from um, this is from the circuit. Uh, Circuit Symphony featuring Bernie Marsden. Oh, so we're hearing the interesting. Sweet, the sweet strains of Bernie Marsden on guitar. I wasn't expecting that. So yeah, there's. I mean, there's not a lot of. Uh, not a lot of Christmas material out there, but I'd say that probably the the band that has provided the most Christmas uh, material over the years has always been Whitesnake. And in fact, there was a uh, speaking of Whitesnake, there was a rumor that went around earlier in the year. Let's see if you look it up. I remember they were talking about Whitesnake is in the studio and they're working on a Christmas album. Do you remember hearing that? Um, I yeah, I think so. Like very vaguely. No, here's here. Actually, I just found the, the the story. Planet Rock. David Coverdale working on White Snake Christmas songs. He's a big fan of the festive period. It's got a picture of him dressed like Santa. <laughs> well, I mean, Coverdale doesn't know how to have fun, so. And it's well, it says here David Coverdale's confirmed he's working on some festive songs. But I seem to remember pretty shortly after this, Coverdale was like, "No, I'm not making a Christmas album." Unfortunately. He says he loves Christmas stuff. He's really into old St. Nick. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, remember last year when he dressed up like him? Yes. 
ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. But he's, he, he did tweet out, he said, nope, not an album, sorry, I'm working on a couple of festive ditties. Not quite sure how to record with my guys remotely, but definitely worth trying. So, oh, maybe we'll, maybe closer to Christmas we'll see um, some of these songs come out. Festive ditties, he says, so that doesn't necessarily mean it's a Christmas thing. Uh, but festive ditties does sound like something you would say, just because ditties sounds like another word that he <laughs> is fond of. Another word that he's a big fan of, yeah. Here's some more Bernie Marsden. I don't know when this was a... Uh... So this, so the name of the song is Christmas 1974. But as far as when it came out, I do not know. Take a look here. I feel like that, um, you know, the maybe the way the video is or the sound of it, it sounds later than 74. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. I think it's kind of reminiscing on Christmas of 1974, but I don't know. Everything I find is just kind of links to Spotify and everything. So if anyone's got any more information. Oh, released 2015. Oh, I say, it kind of has a, a vibe like ABBA. Yeah, I can see that. The Circuit Symphony are a retro nostalgic synthesizer band from South Wales, mixing musical and technical so, inferences from the 70s and 80s and okay, 90s. Okay, so this wasn't made in 74. No, no. I think it's just like All right. reminiscing about Christmas 1974, although these videos they're showing look like Christmas 1954. I wonder how they got like in contact with um, Bernie Mars and like, hey, lay down some guitar solos randomly on our Christmas song. I mean, uh-huh. Maybe this is 74. It could be, I guess. I mean, I guess it's in color. So it's, most people didn't have color home video in 1954. I guess they probably did. Uh, who knows? How does one get in contact with Bernie Mars about laying down some guitar tracks? I'll just email him and say, hey, Bernie, you want to lay down some tracks? Bernie. And I say, yeah, sure. There you go. Well, that was a nice little surprise. Thank you, simple man. Very, very nice. Oh, just warming our warming our Christmas up. Just I'm really bummed, though. I mean, at least the other maybe the other half of the people are on their way. They'll be here soon. Because, um, like I said, I'm a couple mugs deep into this mulled wine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be unable to even hit the stop button by the time we're done. Unbelievable. Uh, well, so before we move on, I guess one thing we should do is uh, thank some of the people that we are truly thankful for, and of course that is our core level patrons coming in at the seven dollars seventy seven cent keep it warm rat tier. We have Michael Vader. At the six dollars sixty six cent tier, we have Steve Coldwell, Arthur Smith, Anton Glaving, Richard Fusey. At the six dollars sixty five cent almost evil tier, Kenny Wymore. The $5.99 nice price tier, we have Fielding Fowler, Robert Smith. And at the $5 money lender tier, we have John Convery, German Heindel, Adrian Hernandez, Jesper Alman, Alexi the Perfect Stranger Slepikoff, James North, Mark Hodgetts, Kev Roberts, and family. Or do we give Kev the, the credits? I guess we still give Kev the credit. 
but we'll yeah. say um, Maddie, Gareth, and uh, Sarah will also get uh, additional credits for for uh, pitching in. Very what great kids! What a nice little gesture there. So he can be reminded. Of course, I'm sure he knows he has great kids, but he can be reminded every time he listens to the Deep Purple podcast for the next year. He can be reminded of how great his kids are. Then, of course, we still have Will Porter, Zwopper the Electric Alchemist, and Tim Southern Cross Johnson. Thank you so so much for all of you guys' generous donation to the Deep Purple podcast. Oh. Oh, it looks like we got um, we got something else coming in, John. Oh, who's this one from? Oh my goodness! Let's let's check out this video and see and see see who this is from. Hey Nate, T Bone here from T Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. I am so looking forward to this deep dive podcast network Christmas party. I definitely need some time away from home. What was that? Uh, nothing. <laughs> so anyway, like I was saying, Chairman, I will definitely be there. I don't think so. Listen, I'm the man of the house, and if I say I'm going to go to a party, I'm going to go. <laughs> uh oh. Right. I'm going. Well, don't expect to get back in the door after the party. Um, Nate, something has come up and I won't be able to attend the party. Uh, <laughs> my goodness. T-Bone's Prime Cuts. T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side is a podcast where I interview famous musicians and some that should be. Tune in and go to tbpcpodcast.com. Definitely check it out. Some great interviews there. Nate, I hope you get the present I sent. Ooh. The supply chain in this country is really messed up right now, but I think you're going to like it. Oh, boy. Well, if, if T-Bone, the chairman himself, says I'm going to like it, then we'll, we'll have to see see what this is. Um, okay, I got to go back to... Oh, back to the pile of boxes. It's getting smaller. It's getting smaller. Um, oh. Ah, here's the one from T-Bone. It's got a big picture of a steak on it. Uh, oh, oh. oh. Boy, what did you kind of tape you put on this, T-Bone? Oh, there we go. Oh, whoa. Well, this is unexpected. Oh, what a great gift. Oh, John, let me let me see if I can share this on the screen with you. This is a really good one. Let's 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 uh, check this one out. T-Bone spared no expense and got us some Cartier, an ad for Cartier anyway, featuring a familiar song. So did you see this earlier when it came out? No. So Cartier is going into the well and, and digging up some butterfly ball classics. Huh. In their, really? la- in their latest Christmas ad. This is crazy. I hope, uh, I hope Roger's so what, this is re- This is fat- real? Yes, yeah, real. It, it just came out. It's an ad for Cartier, and I'm hoping Roger Glover is getting a big, fat Cartier check for this one. 
the longest ad ever. It's almost the entire song. <laughs> I know, right? It's like a two-minute ad. Yeah, I was going around on YouTube and social media and everything. Probably, probably playing before videos. I hope a lot of people hear this and say, what is this song? This is a really cool song. Go look it up and get turned on to the wonder of the butterfly ball. And the only modification they seem to have made is that piano they added in. Monica Bellucci. This is like uh, probably like a lot of super famous people in there. The only name I recognize is Monica Bellucci, but I recognized by um, by sight um, one of the guys in there was uh, Troy Sivan. Who's that? Um, he is um, South African. Um, I, he was like an actor, and now he's a uh, musician. Oh, like um, singer, like uh, younger, like like mid to late twenties. They spared no expense for this, uh, for this, for this ad. I'm pouring myself a little more old wine here. Oh, wow. Thank you, T-Bone. That was a, that was a great gift. And I, uh, uh, hopefully even a better gift for, for Roger Glover. Um, I hope when we go to see them in, in Miami that he pulls up in like a solid gold Rolls Royce from the, all the, uh, royalty money he got from, from this ad. Or I mean, I thought that, I thought that that was like somebody had put together like, you know, um, you know, butterfly ball song with, uh, you know, just this, you know, ad. I no, know I, I, that's what I thought at first too. Somebody had sent it to me uh, a while back uh, when I first saw it, and um, I thought it was, uh, yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, oh, this isn't real, and then all of a sudden I see the people like actually singing along and all this, and I was like, wow, this is an actual real ad that <laughs> somebody dug the song up for. That's great. Um, so, what are you doing on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, John? What's your normal uh, routine? What are you going to be doing with the fam? Uh, I mean, we're lucky this year is that the family is going to be coming home again. Uh, oh, you nice. know, everybody knows they came home this summer, so they're going to be home actually in a few weeks. Right. And, um, yeah, we usually, um, I mean, it's it's kind of the same same as every year. You know, we're going to have Christmas at the um, Christmas Eve and um, I believe day at the at the house because I've had some relatives that have moved um, a little bit further away. Um, you know, it was like my mom and one of my aunts live like 20 minutes away and not like it's huge, but I mean, one of my other aunts moved to Newport, which I think I talked about before, mm -hmm. but they're actually gonna be like out of out of town with um, some, some other family. So um, I think it's just gonna be a small, you know, my parents, my brother's family, the kids, me. Um, like my mom was even talking about like, ah, I'm not going to do anything special. She's going to do something special. She's like, yeah, I'm just going to cook a regular dinner. And then like, you know, it, it turns out being like this extravagant thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know how moms are. They play it off like, ah, I'm not going to do anything. And then you come over and it's like, uh, you know, the feast of the seven fishes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hopefully. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it should be nice, uh, low key uh, family thing. It'll be great to have the kids back again because, um, you know, we didn't do that last year, of course. Right. Um, I mean, we did over Zoom, but I mean, it's not the same. No. Um, and now that they're a little older, they can, you know, appreciate and get excited about opening the gifts. So that'll be fun. Exactly. Oh, so. that's awesome. And what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be kind of this, uh, similar to last year. The only real difference is that um, 
we're going to be uh, having some of the, the in-laws over. Uh, my in-laws will be here. My parents will be coming up. They didn't come up. They weren't able to come up last year, so <clears throat> that was oh, a little sad. Good. So, yeah, it'll be really cool to, to have them up and be able to... Um, be able to celebrate with everybody all of the in the same uh, in the same location. Yeah, we just did the same thing, mm-hmm. which is kind of like it doesn't feel good to be like, yay, we're having a Zoom call or whatever. It's kind of a kind of a bummer, right? But um, yeah, it'll be really yeah, it'll be really cool. Um, cool to see everybody and and actually like yeah, last year I, th- I made like this, this tiny little dinner, but this year I usually put I, I, I make this giant like cheese board with meats, and cheeses, and everything, and we just all just eat that for hours, and then have I make like a small little roast and some vegetables later on if anyone wants like a, a proper dinner. Uh, but yeah, it should be should be a lot of fun. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to uh, catch the red eye out there and uh, be part of that cheese platter thing. Uh, I'll send you pictures. Yeah, it's not the same. We just discussed that. <laughs> I'll zoom with you as you can watch me eat some of the meats and cheeses. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll make my own cheese platter. There you go. You can do it. Um, yeah, I, got, <laughs> I, I, I finished this big. I've got this big horizontal slice of a, of a I think it's seed, a cedar tree. And I, yeah, mm-hmm. I sanded it down and made it into like a charcuterie board. So I just put that on the counter and do that. It was mm-hmm. a fun project a few years ago. Fantastic. Um, all right. So, oh, it looks like we're getting... Uh, what is this? It looks like we're getting something else in here. Oh, man, this internet is so spotty. Uh, oh, yeah, here's a message. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to play this one up. This is from, uh, oh, yeah, here we go. It's from Ben and Sam and Universally Speaking Podcast. Great, guys. Let's check out what they have to say. Hello oh. to everyone at the Deep Purple Podcast from myself, Ben. And Sam at the Universally Speaking Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. We are really sorry that we couldn't make it over to attend uh, the shenanigans uh, tonight. We are unfortunately snowed in at local pizzeria, Rocco's Pizza. Uh, where Sam used to work. Sam, where's your arm currently? It's currently, uh, I am elbow deep in a pot of tomato puree. Classic Sam. I love to do that at Christmas. <laughs> We're surrounded by uh, Terry's chocolate oranges. Of course. And cheese. They're all damaged. Uh, yeah, the superficial damage on all of them. That's the one that we gave to <laughs> Susan. Paid for that one. Sure. Now, uh, we are the hosts of University Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, uh, a show that talks about the Red Hot Chili Peppers and other assorted nonsense. Indeed. A lot of Alan Partridge and a lot of Rocco's Pizza talk. That's just the way it is. Uh, So please listen, uh, and also uh, we're privileged to be part of the Deep Dive Podcast Network. It's a wonderful network. I second what Sam says, it truly is a wonderful network. So uh, yeah, big shout out to Deep Purple Podcast and also all the other uh, amazing shows on the on the uh, podcast network and uh, we hope that you got the song that we sent over as a cri- little Christmas gift to you we do <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Merry Christmas Happy New Year to everyone uh, from us at University Speaking Merry Christmas everyone Merry Christmas Oh, love those guys. Another another gift, another treasure from merry old England. Oh my goodness. Let me see if I can dive into the into the box of the, the boxes, the dwindling pile of boxes here. Looks like everyone's gifts at least made it, but unfortunately they didn't. Let me see. Ah, oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, this, this box looks good. Let's see. Uh, come on, you. 
Oh, wow. This, come on, I, you. This is, come on, you. Oh, look at this one. Oh, my goodness. This is a good one, John. Uh, this is this is a, a Christmas song uh, I, I haven't heard uh, yet. Let's let's check this out. The Eddie Harden Band, Peace Must Come Again. Oof. Wow, digging deep. Digging really deep into the Eddie. Well, they're in England, so they probably have more easy, easy access to Eddie Harden's catalog than we do. You could probably find Eddie Harden uh, vinyl in, in your corner store anywhere in England, or maybe even at Rocco's Pizza. Hmm. And I don't know. I looked to try to find information on the Eddie Harden band. It seems to be the only thing that was released as the Eddie Harden band. Is this actual song? But oh, nice. It's very calm. I like on the cover there. It says 16 great Christmas songs. <laughs> Like, would an album like put like 16 crappy Christmas 16 songs? Mediocre, or like five great Christmas songs and a whole lot of filler. And so, some that like, are, quite frankly, just six okay. great Christmas songs and 10 steaming piles of garbage. There you go. <laughs> no, like four mediocre ones and like six clunkers, let's be honest. <laughs> we had limited clunkers. time in the studio. We didn't know how it was going to turn out. 16 clunkers. <laughs> <laughs> 16 Christmas Clunkers. That would be a great name for an album. <laughs> just like a compilation of some of the worst Christmas songs. I just like, I mean, I guess I don't get it. I mean, I guess like albums like this, they would rely on if you were flipping through them at the record store, the CD store, like they would rely on that as their marketing. So that's why they would put it on the actual CD cover. But now it seems kind of silly. It's like, what are you advertising for? Well, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're advertising on the thumbnail after you already bought the album. So this features, this album features Showa Daddy Waddy, Dana, Edison Lighthouse, Gary Glitter, Mike Dabo, and Mungo Jerry, and others. So Eddie Harden falls into the and others. I haven't heard of some of these. I haven't heard of Showaddy Waddy. I think they could have put Eddie Harden above that, but I'm not. I'd be like upset if I was like and others. I'm like, what? I wasn't even important to be named. You son of a bee. I'm sure it's named on the backside of the album. <laughs> yeah, but I want to be on the front. I think we got to get to work on our album for next year. 16 Christmas clunkers. We could just do bad versions of <laughs> some bad versions. of. Christmas Actually, we, we we don't have to start working on it this year. We can just wait until a week before and then they'll come out exactly as they should. We'll wait until we're well into December. We'll release it on like December 20th. <laughs> we'll start work Christmas on the 19th and we'll release it on the 20th. <laughs> yeah, we spent as much time in the studio as uh, Black Sabbath did on their first album. Maybe less. <laughs> yes, exactly. I wonder if that's um, Eddie Harden's daughter uh, does a lot of singing. I wonder if that's um, um, that's her singing. I think Sarah is her name. Sarah Harden. Sarah Harding or Emma. I'm sorry, Emma Harding. Sarah is uh, John Lord's daughter.
I know she's a great singer. She actually, she has, she um, runs like a music school. I tried to like reach out to her to see if I could contact her, but I didn't have any luck. Um, huh. But she seems like a really nice person. She, she has some stuff kind of on the old Eddie Harden website and stuff. Um, and I think we postulated that that was her as one of the children's singers on the Wizards convention. You can hear like a, a child singing. Uh -huh, very mm -hmm. nice. Nice relaxing. You get the sleigh bells. Oh, it hits all the Christmas marks. Nice relaxing kind of Christmas song. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically, yeah, you could just like record any song and just like, you know, put sleigh bells in as percussion and you'd be like, ah, okay, it's Christmas. So we talked about um, uh, Christmas clunkers. Are there, do you have any, do you have any least favorite Christmas songs? Like ones you're not looking forward to hearing every year? Um... Again, I might have said this on past, you know, Christmas episodes, but um, it's not one that I'm in danger of hearing because I don't think it's very popular. But there's like there's a Cindy Lauper version of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Oh, really? Which I which is horrible. It's like <laughs> it has like the, the Casio keyboard, mm -hmm. like drum beat and like, you know, <laughs> just trying to. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, you know. It, yeah, I mean, it, it's basically, it's just her trying to be, like, really Cindy Lauper, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, like, it's just really annoying. It's, like, oh, just fine. Like, she's just doing her whole shtick, and it's just, like, I hate it. You know, and then, like, during the breakdown, she does, like, the, I don't know, Cindy Lauper vocal breakdown, whatever that is. It's just a girls just want to have fun type thing. It's just, let's say, it's, it's just reeks of effort. It's, like, terrible. I hate it. Um, to this day, I'm gonna have to. Um, I'm gonna have to uh, search that out now. <laughs> no, please. Um, actually, I can't. I can't think of anything offhand like a popular Christmas song that I can't stand. Like uh, there are ones where I just kind of like I'm indifferent. You know, like yeah. the, you know the 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 whole. Um, Mariah Carey, you know, is, is let out of her box for the, you know, <laughs> for one month and now she's going back in, you know, type of thing, you know, because there's that, I mean, you know, it, it's a, it's a pleasant song to listen to. It's weird to think that it's a classic at this point because I remember when it came out. Right, exactly. Um, it's, uh, somebody, but I mean, somebody came up, I think during Thanksgiving, my sister-in-law was talking about it and I was, they were wondering like how much money she's made from the song and I was like well I was using my smoke as smoke on the water reference for how much the individual members of Deep Purple made to wager your guess and I was actually not too far off and I looked it up and it says she makes between 600,000 to a million dollars a year every year for that song being played Jesus yeah not bad That's once you get one that one hit and like John Lord said he would get six figure checks every year for smoke on the water and that's just one fifth of the writing credits so um you get one hit song and you can you can live off of it <laughs> very crazy so um, um do you have any songs that you dread you know i would have like i think like maybe like the like the bruce springsteen like what is it santa claus is coming to town or something i was like ah, i always kind of like and i think a few years ago i probably would have said like paul mccartney simply having a wonderful christmas time but over the years i've softened to it to the point where i actually really like it and look forward to it every year it's such a weird yeah. song and like i like the synth stuff that's on it even though it's you know i mean i can i can uh, get behind anyone who says it's a crappy song but i kind of to me it um i will actually i would go out of my way to play it if it wasn't for the fact that I'll probably hear it 10 times without trying. Um, all right. Oh, so we got up. Oh, John. Yes, my mistake. I just I just looked up um, 
I was just looking through my email to find the email invitation I sent to you. It was. It just came back as undelivered. You know why? Why? I sent it to John Douglas Matola. I spelled it J O N. Ah, sorry. I was uh, thinking. I was thinking of John Lord. I'm my mistake. Your best keyboardist. My best. <laughs> my best keyboardist. And uh, yeah, he didn't get it. And my my best co-host didn't get it either. Oh, oh well. Uh, that's okay. Next year, uh, well, I mean. That's, um, yeah, that's understandable, seeing as this, my middle name is not Douglas. Yeah, well, <laughs> eh, live and learn. Happens to us all, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my best co-host. Oh, we got another, uh, oh, another message coming through here. Oh, this is unbelievable. Oh, who is this from? Let's see. Oh, wow, this one looks like it's coming from, from very far away. Let's, uh, let's get this one up on the, uh, on the satellite link here so you can, you can have a listen. Check it out. transmission detected my goodness hi this is matt from the hawk binge podcast relaying a message for the deep purple podcast uh, we got the message about your big deep dive podcast christmas gathering but uh we're currently stuck in 1979 and won't be able to make it i'm afraid uh, we've also lost the instruction manual on how to get this ship back uh, into three dimensions on a spaceship so that i hope you guys have had a great year though we just finished our first decade of Hawkwind albums and are going into hypersleep after our end of year special for a little while, uh, but we'll be back to chew through the 80s real soon. If that sounds like fun, then you can find us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We're called Hawk Binge, and it's a collection of chronological conversations between me, a first-time listener to Hawkwind, and my friend Andy, who's liked them for almost as long as I've been alive. Um, one last thing, we dispatched a gift to Earth 42 years ago, so it should show up with you just in time. Hope you enjoy that. In the meantime, this is the Spaceship Hawk Binge signing off. Wow. Unbelievable. Well, that had some production values. Yeah, unbelievable, yeah. Well, I mean, you've got to if you're getting to space. Let me see if I can find uh, his box here. Oh, here it is. Let's see. Open this gift here. Oh, my goodness. I was not expecting this. Oh, let's uh, let's get this one up on the uh, the old screen here. You're gonna you're gonna really like this, John. This is a ooh, this is a nice one. Let's take a listen. Oh, it's Richie. Be on stage. Looks like classic Richie. Looks like '80s Richie. Well, cowbell cowbell guru from Pacey. John are having a big laugh. <laughs> Giving him a big applause. <laughs> oh my god, the little jingle bells. <laughs> We talked about how they nice opened. to see him having fun. A rainbow opened with jingle bells on that one show, and he, they snuck in a jingle bells. Oh, well, thank you so much to the guys at Hawk Binge for sending that over. A nice little live clip from the from the boys. Very very nice. Oh, we like to see that. I mean, we talked about uh, so so we talked about least favorite Christmas song. What about least favorite Christmas movie? Do you have a Christmas movie that you're just like, ugh? <laughs> um, huh. I I got one that will get me a lot of grief. 
Almost really? as much grief as not giving Stargazer a five. Oh boy. I have a feeling I might know, but I don't know. Um, I mean, like, I don't know if there's a movie I dislike. I would say, like, probably one that I'm, like, indifferent to at this point is A Christmas Story. Yeah, because you've Just seen it. because it's, like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's so overplayed. It's it's not overrated. I mean, well, like you people know, have obviously. The lamp, not like, even by the lamp now, and people do, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like, oh, the leg lamp and everything. It's just, like, it's so, like, you know. Played out. Yeah, it's played. I went from, like, cult status to being, like, you know, played out, which is, like, which is fine. I mean, there are some, like, I've gone stretches of, like, a few years of not even watching it. I mean, you mm -hmm. can't escape it. You'll see, like, clips of it in passing or, you know, um, somebody will post, a, you know, a scene, you know, on, uh, you know, on social media. So you can't get away from it. But sitting down and watching it front to back, don't do it that much every year. So I would say, you know, probably my vote for most played out. But, um can't think of anything that I just like dislike like ugh, I'm not watching that. yeah yeah that makes that makes sense I mean what's yours mine is um uh it's a wonderful life I had a feeling people love that movie and it's like sacrilege to say I just I find it to be so depressing <laughs> and I well, people are like, it is that's the point and I'm like yeah but I, I it's so depressing and bleak for like the first 95% of the movie and that's like yay happy ending and great Christmas it's like no it's just terrible it's like it just seems so I don't know I've, I've only I've only in all honesty I've only seen it one time and that was enough yeah. but I like I'll give it another watch one of these days to just see if maybe I was just in a in a, in a rotten mood that day or whatever in a critical mood but it just it just I never want to watch it because it's just such a bummer <laughs> it is it is pretty bleak but I think that um, you know uh, my love for you know, classic black and white movies like uh, definitely, um, you know, it endears it me to it. Um, uh, I, I like it, but I mean, I don't disagree that it is pretty depressing. Um, yeah. But I mean, it does still have that. Um, I don't know. It still has that something to it. You know, I think sure. it's you know because it's it's set in the winter and it's kind of like a. Um, it's also like a. Uh, kind of, uh, I guess, like you call it an underdog story or whatever. I mean, the uh, the ultimate thing at the end of it, the payoff is, is just like that. You know, he wins. Right, um, right. But I mean, you know, then you you dissect it. You know, just like every, you know, everything else. Like, um, and you're just like, well, wait a minute. It, like, the the police are still there. Like, uh, he's still like technically like you know is charged with all these crimes like that just doesn't go away because the cops just go Meh, and then walk out the door yeah, he's having like, a happy christmas charges dismissed yeah let's leave him alone it's it's kind of like a long time ago the first way that anybody made me think of that was is like um talking about the, the the wizard of oz being like this uplifting ending and they're just like when you sit down and dissect the movie you're just like well yeah, there's no place like home. And then yeah, but you hated you're just your like, home and it was crappy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Dorothy's problems are all still there. So it's like you know, I thought that home sucked, and that's why you tried to run away to begin with. You know, so right. it's like it really isn't a happy ending if you think about it. Yeah, she should have woken so, up and be like, ah, oh, shit, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> that would have been great. It's like, Auntie M. Yes, we're here, Dorothy. Ah, shit. <laughs> I'd rather be back there with a the scarecrow and all those jamokes, you know, like at least they treated me like half a human, you know, even the witch was like, you know, paid more attention to me. I mean, you know, it was negative attention, but still, at least they didn't lock me out of the fucking root cellar, you know, when there was a tornado coming. Jesus. That is cool. You see that? It was just like. That's cold. 
You see that? It's just like, Dorothy, where is she? Ah, the hell with her. And then they just close it up. <laughs> like she doesn't, they don't find her in like 30 seconds. They're like, well, screw her. She's, we did everything. We, there's nothing more we could have done. <laughs> we there's tried. nothing. Yeah, we, we, looked for, we looked for 30 whole seconds. <laughs> we tried our best. We gave a good, honest effort. <laughs> That's that's another one. Is that like um, Wizard of Oz? Is that considered like a like what holiday is that? Like people like to watch it around like Easter or something. Thanksgiving. Or? It used to be like on like around Thanksgiving when I was a kid. Yeah. They played. I don't know if they do anymore, but yeah, it was. It's not really a holiday movie. If anything, it's more of like a a. Uh, it should be more of like a Halloween, I would think. But, right, because <laughs> everyone's all dressed. Well, up. I mean. Well, I mean, that, I guess that falls under that debate of, like, you know, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? That's true. Is, 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 um, Wizard of Oz a Thanksgiving movie? I mean, it's presumably it's watched elsewhere in the world, too, where they don't have Thanksgiving, so right. <laughs> I don't know what they would call well, it. I just feel like, uh, you know, The Wizard of Oz is, like, one of those where it's, like, there is, like, a, like, um, you know, like a minor holiday or, or, um, you know, less major than Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like, I, I want to say it's, like, Easter or something like that where it's, like, um, might be a tradition where it comes on or kind of a semi-tradition. I can't remember, but... Who knows? You know. But anyways. Who knows, yeah. The only thing I know is there's another message coming through. Who is this one from? Oh. Oh, my goodness. I got two of them. Oh, they must have two hosts, then. This is looks like a... Looks like a Maiden A to Z is coming through. Uh, let's... let's uh, Eric's message is right here. Let's see what Eric has to say. Hello, Deep Purple Podcast people. My name is Eric, and I'm from Maiden A to Z. Uh, I can't make up the party, uh, but I do hope the presents arrive safely. So from all of me to all of you, up the irons and score from the north. Oh, my God, up from the north, up, 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 from, up from Sweden where these guys where these guys hang out. And here's the second one from Jonathan. Let's see nice. uh, if we can get this one on the, on the screen for you. Nathan John, I cannot make it this year. I'm oh. stuck in this blizzard of the northern seas trying to make my way over like the Vikings of before. <laughs> it's not happening. Not reaching, but I hope the presents get over to you. Uh, and yeah, check out uh, Made in A to Z uh, the podcast where I talk about Iron Man together with my friend Eric with a big beard, you know. Okay, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh my goodness, it looked it looked downright uh, um, untenable being in those conditions. I hope Jonathan's able to find some shelter soon. Oh my goodness, um, let's let's see what they let's see what they sent over. Oh. <sighs> All right. I'm gonna open up this present. Oh, yeah, they're using that really strong Swedish tape, so really hard to get far here. Oh, will you look at this? Oh my goodness! What a what a nice gift they sh they really shouldn't have, but they did. So here we go. Get this one up for you. This this one looks like it's coming to us from uh, uh, from a from a from a guitarist we know very very well. So let's let's take a listen. Yeah, this is one of a Merry Axmas. Oh, Steve Morse. I've definitely heard this. Yeah, see, I like... I like the hard rock Christmas albums like this. Like, this is uh, kind of uh, how the Gary Hoey albums are. Yeah. Um, I believe that uh, Steve Lukather had one, too, and they're they're in the same kind of vein. They're not, like, the more, like, like uh, kind of metal yeah, yeah. Christmas it's, it's albums, like, you know? It's, like, obviously distorted guitar, but you're getting, like, 
you're getting like a, it could almost be an analog for like an organ or something. You know, it's 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 be the way it's being played. Right. I think it would be the difference between like um, you know, it's it's kind of like that same school of musicians like Steve Morris, uh, Steve Vai, um, uh, Joe Satriani, like those type of guitar players, which are, you know, this kind of like production, this kind of music, as opposed to something harder edge like the Twisted Sister Christmas album, which I, you know, or like uh, the King Diamond, No Presents for Christmas. It's just kind of like... <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that one. <laughs> yeah, this this feels a little more traditional. Yeah, you know, I mean, like it yeah. would fit in with the fit in with like the playlist of like the older music that I like to put in. Right. That's yeah, why it, I like it, it. It seems just like a, uh, yeah, like a, like an organ playing or something. And it's interesting. There's no, there's no drums too. And the drums can kind of really like muddy it up a little bit. So. Right. And he, he, he's doing a really good job of it. It's not like this is like. I don't know if I'd hear hear this without knowing and be like, oh yeah, that's uh, Steve Morse for sure. I mean, I like it too because, you know, some of these songs, they're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. They pretty much keep the the songs intact. You know, they throw in a few flourishes, you know, they're like um, their style of guitar playing. Yep. goes and I think this is something I could I could put on and listen to in the again in a, in a mix I think these things come off really well but hearing an entire album yeah. of it might be a little overkill yeah, like I mean, it's it's pleasant enough where you could like put it on in the background in a in a mix. You know, if you have like a a mixed group of people coming over, and people aren't going to be like, "What's this crap? What's this loud music?" <laughs> yeah, some of them like the you know, uh, yeah, some of the metal Christmas stuff would be a little eye raising, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the yeah the King Diamond one is pretty funny. <laughs> I'm sure. I can only imagine. So, you know, picture like a, you know, a, a Danish Satanist, like, you know, singing about <laughs> Christmas in falsetto constantly. <laughs> King Diamond is someone like I know of, but I don't think I know anything by him, really. Yeah, is it, some of the early Merciful Fate stuff is pretty good. You know, I'll listen to it when I'm in the mood, but. You know, when you get into the, the later, like, his solo stuff and everything, you know, he goes into all this concept album territory, and it gets pretty... That's not really my thing. It's like, well, this album is the story of... As soon as, as, soon as somebody's just like, the theme of this album is like a story about a, a knight, and then... <laughs> boring. Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of that in the middle realm. Oh, no, concept albums just... I can't, I can't get into not them. your thing. No, it's I like, like good, oh, well, it's a story about like the, a in good, the year 3000. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I like a good concept album, but one that's not like where you, if the booklet, like you said, starts saying, oh, here's the story of a of a brave boy who battled against whatever. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah. But like I like an album that ties together and seems to have like a coherent theme and concept and comes back to, to parts and stuff. I like I love that stuff. But yeah, I wouldn't be like, uh too much even like the wall is like a obviously a com- concept album but i feel like they don't hit you over the head with it with the um mm. if you've seen the movie obviously you can tie in but i 
I don't know. I'd have to look at my old copy of the wall, but I don't know if in the thing they're saying like this is the this is the story about an entertainer named Pink <laughs> or whatever. You know, I don't think they really go yeah. into that. They they let I like the album that lets you decide what the story is uh, more than more than that. I would say. Right. But, um, right. Um, well, I, I mean, wow, what a, what a Christmas! I'm really bummed that people couldn't come here to join us, but. Uh, yeah, what a successful party. Nobody showed up. Yeah, well, sometimes that can be a good party, but in this case, I'm sad. Mm. I've just got my last little bit of mulled wine here. I'm going to be lying down and taking a nap under the Christmas tree after this because I'm, I'm I'm, feeling pretty toasted. Look at that beautiful tree back there. I spent all night decorating it for nothing. Um, what, are you, what are you, cat? I know, right? <laughs> Curl up under the tree. I know, I might all climb up the tree. Uh, but yeah, I mean, oh, oh, do, you, do you hear that? Oh, I mean, I, I think I hear sleigh bells. I must be getting a little bit later and wait, wait, what's that over there? Maybe there's one more gift that I didn't notice. Let me go see if I can find it. Oh, oh, it is another gift to the Deep Purple podcast. Huh, let's see. Oh, oh my goodness. One last gift. What a, what a way to end it off. Oh, let's see if I can, uh, See if I can put up the uh, the little message from the gift here for you. It comes with the message actually in the box. This is unusual. It's a CD, so I'm gonna maybe it's like a burned video or something. So I'll just put it on there so you can see the you can see, actually see the message itself. Here we go. Nathan, this is Nick from Pot of Thunder, <gasps> and I first off wanted to say thank you for inviting me to the Deep Purple Podcast Christmas Extravaganza. Um, unfortunately. Right now, I must extend my regrets because I'm unable to make it. As you can see, I'm here at the home office, uh, Pot of Thunder HQ here, and there's like a ton of paperwork that I've got to get to. So it's just, uh, unfortunately, I can't make it over there. You know how it goes. Um, But uh, I hope that you and John have a Merry Christmas, and uh, I'd like to offer you this little... uh, tasty morsel for your ears see you guys later oh my goodness you know yeah i did kind of break the rules <laughs> i did send out an invite to uh to pot of thunder even though they're not officially in the network as they have uh strayed from the single band format but but they're of course great friends of the show and uh oof, mm. well well that's i understand the people forget about the business end of of the uh of the podcast and there's a lot uh, a lot that goes on a lot of paperwork that does go on behind the scenes it's not all just showing up and uh and just talking about music uh so yes yes so uh, yeah, let's see what uh, let's see what Nick was uh, kind enough to send us here. If I can just kind of put this up on the player, um, let's see so let's see what this is. This is one of the albums I was talking about. Oh well, it makes perfect sense here. We've got Joel and Turner. We, we we had Joel and Turner, a little JLT earlier on, and now we're gonna close it out with some JLT. And of course, uh, you know who else plays on this, right? Yeah. The Kulik Brothers. Of course Nick would send us this. Bruce and Bob Kulik and Rudy Sarzo on bass. Simon Wright. I think this one actually works really well as a... And I wouldn't even say... This doesn't to me sound like metal. It sounds like, like hair metal, like glam. Like a like poison could have done this or something, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, it's all right, but, you know. Like, I like it, but I wouldn't put it on if I was, like, you know, putting on my uh, Christmas playlist. I, w- I would put this on a playlist, but I, well, like I said. Like, I don't get in the mood to, like, seek this kind of stuff out. You know, like, I want to hear, like, Lemmy do Silent Night, you know? <laughs> Silent Night. <laughs> Tasty, tasty playing right there. I think they I think one thing they nailed with this one is the length because sometimes they do these Christmas songs it's like it's a heavy metal Christmas song and it's gonna be like six minutes long it's like it doesn't need, <laughs> it doesn't need to, this song could honestly probably shave a minute off of it because it's like we get the idea but I think that's what right I think that's what got when, with a novelty album like this was when they they're, they're like at the beginning you're like oh cool it's a rocked up version of this and then three minutes later you're like okay I, I got it <laughs> Oh great! I could do without these seventeen guitar solos. Yes, and but this one's a good, good, good length, I would say. What a way to close out this episode. Unbelievable. Heck yeah. JLT, bring bring it on in the second and the last track here. Wow. Well, I'm bummed that no one could join us. I mean, I'm look at look, I'm up in this giant cabin. Said I had enough room to sleep 16. So looks like well, at least I can pick pick any bedroom I want here. You know what I mean? I'm, True. And I'm a little worried about you back back there because John's John's got a stack of cardboard boxes really close to that fire there. <laughs> oh boy, that's not recommended. Yeah. yeah, that's um. Well, don't worry. You know, it's um. Um, I I know how to run if they catch on fire. <laughs> you know how to run. <laughs> <laughs> and leave. I got a window right and here. Leave, leave everything jump. in your apartment and all your neighbors to perish. Oh God, yeah, that's right. Maybe I should have rethought that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe just move just a scooch over. Just a scooch. Um, all right. Well, before we wrap up, guys, we, of course, have to thank none other than our foundation-level patrons. Coming in at the $3 Nobody's Perfect tier, we have Peter Gardo, Ian DeRosier, Mark Roback, Duncan Leesk, Stuart McCord, and Flight of the Rat Bat Blue Light. And at the $1 Meetup Name tier, the final resting place of St. Dripolis, Leaky Mausoleum. Stephen Somerville, the Concerto 1999 fanatic, Raf Calf, Spike the Rock Cat, JJ Stenard, Hank the Tank, Private Eyes, and Ashen Lionel. Well, looks like I'm on my own for Christmas this year. I should have brought the family along at least, but oh well. 
but ah, you'll get some peace and quiet. Yeah. Well, well, I guess we'll I'll see you next week. Maybe maybe we can have a little a little a New Year's uh, festivity next week. We can get together and pop pop a little bubbly and and, and talk about the new year. Yeah. All right. Well, until then, my good friend, I will uh, talk to you later. Happy holidays. Thank you for listening to the Deep Purple Podcast. If you like what you hear and would like more episodes in the future, please donate on Patreon to support the show. You can also leave us a review in Apple Podcasts to help new people discover the show. You can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for show updates. See deeppurplepodcast.com for more details. Thank you for listening. There we go. All right. I want a fucking fire on the background. Let's go. (laughs) Christmas spirit.